Welcome to the Momnificent Podcast. This is the place where we help parents live a happy, healthy life with their kids. We're going to show you how to connect with your child and help them even in their most difficult moments as we hear from experts in the field. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Jakubowski, an international speaker, public school principal, and former struggling student. The Momnificent Podcast equips parents with science-based strategies to help you live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome. Don't you want your child to follow their dreams and seize all opportunities that life has to offer? Try new things, right? You want your kid to explore the world, start a new business one day possibly, fall in love, and become the best possible version of themselves. Who wouldn't want that for their kid? In order for that to happen, we need to set a good example for them and create an environment where they can thrive. The problem is being bold isn't always easy. Bold individuals seize life in remarkable and almost unbelievable ways. They succeed in business, in career, and in love, and they have a great time doing it. Bold people think about it. They're the ones who can walk up to a supermodel and ask them to dance. They can stand in front of an audience and tell jokes. They start companies. They see themselves running for president. What surprises most people is that boldness can be taught. Fred Joyle started as an extremely shy person, too timid to even make a phone call. And he transformed himself into someone who has done stand-up and improv comedy, spoken to audiences of 5,000, met dozens of celebrities, and just by being bold, found love, joy, passion, and success. And he's here today to teach you. Fred, welcome to Momnificent. Thank you. Uh, I'm really excited to be here, Karen, and talk to your audience and your parent groups. Oh my gosh, me too. Thank you, thank you. So where are you enjoying Momnificent from today? I am in sunny Los Angeles right now. Uh, Playa Vista, actually. We always say two things. We say Los Angeles and people say, okay, we're in Los Angeles. And then you isolate it to the actual city or town you live in. (laughs) Is that near the beach? Like, do you see the beach from your house? They call it Playa Vista because you can see the ocean, but it takes a little while to get to it. It It's about 10 minutes to get to the ocean. Oh, that sounds beautiful. And I know you were just in Chicago with snow. (laughs) Night and day difference. (laughs) in one weekend. (laughs) Well, uh, it's still cold here in Delaware. So I do envy you uh, enjoying that beautiful warm weather. So get out there (laughs) for me this week. Um, So um, Fred, here's a fun question. I always love asking my guests, what's one thing you've done recently that you haven't done for a while that just brings you joy? I I did a bunch of things in the past week. So, uh, but one of the things that I did was uh, rent jet skis and and zip around. I was in Cabo San Lucas and uh, just uh, and my girlfriend w- had never been on a jet ski and she was dying to ride one. Uh, and it's a lot harder on the ocean. Uh, you, you get soaked. And she was like, I'm going to bring my camera. Like, you're not going to take any pictures. <laughs> you're going to have to hang on with both hands. Yeah. Uh, and so she finally said, I'm freezing because you just get soaked, you know, you're just hitting wave after wave. Yeah. But it, w- it was so much fun to just oh they were gosh. really good jet skis, really fast. And you're just flying through the air on them. <laughs> she wrote her own. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm impressed. I haven't done that yet. I, I've only ridden on the back of my husband's. And one time he just went in circles and, like, created such a, a stir that his, like, sunglasses, his nice sunglasses flew off. So, yeah, to your point, don't take anything you want at the end of your trip with jet skis. So he had her phone and she went back after, like, a minute and said and waved to the guy oh. on shore and said, would you take my phone? Yeah. It can be crazy. Oh, that's so fun. So, Fred, you wrote this book, Super Bold, right? What did you struggle with in your life? Maybe you can just briefly take us through, even though I know it could take like three podcasts to talk about um, your life history. But what what was it that you went through early on in life? And then what led you to write this book? I mean, I was the, the typical really shy teenager. Uh, I, you know, part of it was, you know, they, they did this thing when I was younger where they would, if you did really well in school, they would skip you up a grade. So I skipped the second grade. And I was also fairly young in my class being born in August. So I was younger than everybody the whole time. Uh, and that was part of it. Uh, uh, but also I just, my mom was a very bold person and she was, she pushed me too much and I, and I just sort of retreated inside. And so I was a very shy, hesitant person. I, I couldn't ask a girl to dance. I couldn't ask a girl out. I, you know, I, and I, until I was basically in college and starting to figure it out, but just really struggling. And I, and it, it carried through college and into my work life. And I realized I was missing opportunities. And, and one of the big opportunities for work was uh, uh, I was working in a machine shop and I was just, I always did a bunch of stupid jobs just to make money. Uh, and then so that I could bum around. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And so the, the owner saw that I, in his mind, I had potential and he said, I think you could be one of our salespeople. He gave me an office, gave me a phone, gave me a desk and a list of, of businesses in the state. And he said, start calling these people and see if they want to do business with us. I couldn't dial the phone. I couldn't make a single phone call. And so back to the machine shop for me. But it was, it was that moment of, of like, wow, I, I'm really impaired here by this. Uh, and then, and I missed a couple of really, what I thought were really good relationships with women because I didn't speak up because I, I hesitated. Uh, and sometimes would find out later that they would be real, they were really interested in me, but were waiting for me to speak up. And so I was aggregating these regrets and I said, this has to stop. Meanwhile, I see bold people and I see the way they act and I, and I'm thinking, why are they like you know, why are they not processing fear of rejection like I am and hesitating like I do? And I gradually said, I just got to push myself into my discomfort zone until I can do it. And of course, what happens is you create a, a positive feedback loop because when you are bold, when you step up, good things happen. And you realize you were wrong most of the time about the bad things that are going to happen. And so I just kept working at it and eventually started my own business. I started to meet amazing people. And I just kept expanding my boldness because I also reflected on the times I was bold at any point in my life and all the great things that came from it. And I said, how I've got to start repeating that. 
uh, because I know it's good, but I get this other thing inside me that I got to work out. And it's, some of it is just how you're thinking about stuff. A lot of it is the voice in your head doing a really terrible job of, of guiding you. And, uh, and it's all this, the social programming and stuff like that, that, that happens along the way that you have to deprogram and it takes action to do it. It, it doesn't take just thinking about it. You can understand it, but you gotta, you gotta do stuff. You gotta get out and take action and get better, get better at social skills. A lot of what I talk about in the book are the, the social skills that nobody teaches us. And so I would, I started to teach myself these things because I realized how messed up I was. But who did you learn it from? Uh, I learned it from, uh, uh, people like Tony Robbins and, and, but, but, uh, and other mentors. And then, and then, but a lot of it was very much self-taught because I had to get into my own head and figure out why this was going on and, yeah. and say, tell myself a, a new story. Mm, and so and then it just expanded and expanded and expanded to the point where my default mode is boldness is stepping it doesn't matter if i'm uncomfortable i'm doing it anyway so i i, I call myself a bold introvert because i like spending time alone i get tons of stuff done alone but i'm never lonely i'm not alone by popular demand so to speak i'm i'm out there in the world doing what i want to do and then here by myself, getting other stuff done. But there's all these, the power of, of being with people, learning how to collaborate, learning how to take feedback, all of these things that shy, hesitant, underconfident people mess up in their lives, in, slow their, their progress down and keep them from achieving their dreams. Mm -hmm. So I eventually put it into a book because I, I taught some high school kids this, how? My, how, some of my life lessons. How did you how did you do that? Well, uh, uh, a couple of uh, young friends of mine were doing their dad was a, a, a prominent speaker, te teaching dentists how to run their business. Yeah. And also how to run their life and manage their money and do all and you know, all the stuff that we don't learn about life and business and stuff. He was right. <laughs> and his son said, you need to teach this to younger people. And he said to his sons, Young people don't have any money. He said, why don't you teach it? And so the sons took up the challenge and created this weekend course called Young and Motivated, where oh they gosh. taught the same life lessons, but from the perspective of 21, 22 year old so guys. Great. And, as, and they asked their dad, can we get some mentors in friends of yours to come in and be part of this? Oh my God. And that's so, so cool. I got to, to say, what, you know, here are the things I've learned in life. And one of the most important things I learned is that boldness is a superpower. And they kept coming to me saying, yeah, but how? So I finally said, I, I've got to write this book. I've got to systematize this and explain to people how they can do it. Yeah. That's how I got here. And how many years ago was that? So that was almost 10 years ago. Uh, that I that I really got started on this journey. And then and I kept making notes and stuff like that. And finally, during 2020 is when I, I took all the notes and said, All right, I'm going to make the book, I'm going to publish the book. Isn't that awesome it came out uh, October of 2021. And what and what's like one or two pieces of feedback you've heard from this book from people? 
what surprised me, I'll, I'll give you two really good stories. I went to my high school reunion and, uh, and I'm retirement age at this point. So you have to, it was my 50th high school reunion, just to give you <laughs> an <awesome>. idea. <laughs> wow. uh, and so one of my classmates who we were co-captains of the wrestling team, and he had a whole career as a football and wrestling coach, and he was really great at it and, and had a, just a wonderful life. And he had retired a few years ago and he reads my book and he immediately writes to me and he says, he says, this is a, so incredible to read. He says, I'm immediately asking myself, why am I not coaching? I love helping people become high performance athletes and I'm good at it. I am going back to it. I don't need wow. to make money doing it, wow. but I am going to start doing it that again. That is so awesome. Yeah. And then uh, on a more, much more serious level, uh, another friend of mine, her son uh, attempted suicide mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, and was in a facility to, to be treated for it. It was, you know, a typical thing as a romantic thing. A girl broke up with him. Yeah. Uh, she was really m messing with his head. Uh, to the point where she, she, she took it. Uh, she was proud of the fact that he was so in love with her that he tried to kill himself when she broke up with him. So, yeah. she was she was seriously unhealthy herself. Yeah. Um, but he was just he was a typical sixteen year old that uh, you know you feel like you want to die when when somebody rejects you like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his mom said, "Can you give him a book and a copy of the book?" And so I gave it to him to while he was in the, the facility and he started reading it and he and he wrote to his mom he says I'm 60 pages in and he says and I'm loving this wow and and it's like and I just wanted him to know it's like rejection is part of life yeah but it doesn't it doesn't mean you're not worthy of love and uh, an abundant life and I want to when I next time I see him I'm just going to say I've had my heart broken countless times and I've probably broken people's hearts uh, several times along the way, it, you know, but I would rather have been in love. Yeah. And, and so, and you will find more and more powerful and deep and mature love as you go along. But obviously when you're in high school, it feels like oh, nobody's ever going to love world. you again and you're yeah. never going to feel this way again. You'll and never find someone. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta move beyond that and realize you're, you're worthy of love yeah. and you, you know, you, uh, and, and this is, this is a big message that a lot of people tell themselves. They have all these situations where they consider themselves not worthy, that they don't belong. They're not worthy of that person to be in a relationship with, or that job, or I'm not good enough to start my own business, whatever it is, they got really good unworthiness stories playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's it. It's a story. And like you said, you got to change the story. You got to learn how to change the story and you can change that for you. Hey there, it's Karin. I hope that you're enjoying the show. And by the way, if you're a mom who wants to learn how to help your child when they're struggling behaviorally or facing challenges in school, get started today by getting my free short video course, Three Steps to Happy Healthy Kids at www.educationalimpactacademy.com forward slash free video. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in learning 
how to have a happy, healthy life with your kids. So head on over to www.educationalimpactacademy.com forward slash free video and grab your free gift today. So do you think uh, kids are born with confidence and boldness? I, I think that most of them have some level of that. Some of them have a ton of it. And I think a lot of it gets deprogrammed or reprogrammed as they grow up with with parental messaging that is important. Don't talk to strangers, okay? Except once you're 15 or 16 or 17, you better start talking to strangers. By the time you're 20, you're in college, you better learn to talk to strangers because everybody's a stranger and you're going to want some friends. Um, but it's like, you know, when you're five, right. Don't talk Protect to that guy you. in the white van, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's, so it's, and it's a lot of things like that. It's like, and, and some people are very uncomfortable with boldness themselves as adults. So they go, don't be a show off. Don't draw attention yeah, you're to yourself, too proud. you know? Yeah. Yeah. People are going to like you because you're all about you, right? You get those that. There's the stories that we know as well. So tell us about that girl on the elevator the other day you were telling me. I love this. It was just this fabulous moment where, where, you, where you see how, how children are if you just let them. And so in my, I was getting, getting in the elevator in my building and there was, a, there was a mom with her daughter who was about four and she had her bike and a nice pink bike and she had a very cute helmet on like a unicorn kind of helmet. So I said, oh, I really like your helmet. She goes, oh yes, it matches my bike. Uh, and I said, do you wanna push my floor? Cause kids love to push the elevator button. She goes, oh yes. I said, so push. And, and, and so she pushes mine and she goes, oh, you're only one floor away from us. We can come up and visit. And I thought it's so ingenuous. That's the way children are. They're just so open. Yeah. And then, and then uh, I said, yeah, you can meet my cat. Oh, what's your cat's name? Cookie. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it was just this, and I thought I'd reflected on because like, she was just like, Hey, I can come up and visit. Let's hang right. out. Right. And, you know, and, but the essence of it was the reason it was so easy for her and so appealing to me is she had no agenda. She had, she had no ulterior motive for doing that. It's like, like, let's hang out. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of people miss that when they start to meet people, they think the only time they should meet somebody is when they, oh, I need to make a connection. They can help me. They can do this. Or, or I want to meet them. I want to date them, whatever. Yeah. It's like, we do this projection. It's like, oh, I see this attractive man across the room. I want to go meet him because, uh, you know, I think he would, he, he might be a great potential mate. And we've, we've done this projection on him based on what he's wearing and how he cut his hair. Maybe he's got an interesting tattoo or whatever the heck it is. We're wrong about 98% of the time about who's a good match for us. But we yes. start off with such hope and optimism that, we're fearing being rejected. Oh, I'm going to miss out on the greatest guy in the world. It's like, no, you're going to miss out on just another average person. Yeah. Or, or they, they just might not like me. Like then you, or you play the, the tune or the story of I'm not worthy enough. They'll, they'll probably say no. They probably already have a girlfriend. Right. So it's like you, you're burning your, your candle and both ends of the stick and you never make it like you're, like you said, you miss the opportunities and you never make it ahead. And then you sit there living with regret. Yeah. 
because you guaranteed you're not going to meet them because you didn't talk to, talk to them. And that's exactly and, but you what said happened. this stuff, oh, this kind of guy or this kind of woman, they, they can't possibly be single. They're not going to be interested in me. You got, you got Dr. No, as I call it, in your ears, steadily <laughs> telling you, telling you <laughs> that's how really good. bad it's going to be, how you're going to get humiliated, you're going to reject it, you're going to feel worse about yourself, that you're better off not finding out that they're not interested in you. Bold people don't do that. No, they they go doctor. right up and they, they and they take the rejection straight on and most of the time, but they don't have an agenda. They don't think it needs to lead to love and marriage instantly. They just go, hi, I'm Fred. I'd really like to meet you. Dr. Yes. They, they have the Dr. Yes in their brain. So what's the difference between boldness and confidence? Is there a difference? Yes, there's a very specific difference. Confidence is how you feel about yourself in certain situations. And some people are, they're confident all the time, very few of them. Most of them are confident in their, some level of their comfort and skill zone. Um, and it, with, the, with the people that they know, let's say, or, or the social circle that they're familiar with. Boldness is confidence in action. You're doing stuff, you're making moves, you're speaking up, you're stepping up, you're trying things, you're taking risks, knowing that the outcome may not be what you hoped for, but you're going to learn from it and probably try something similar to it, having learned something that bold people take failure as steps up. They take rejection as information. Oh yeah, well maybe uh, you know, I I shouldn't have started with a joke or whatever, or or you know I shouldn't have imagined that you know a six foot two volleyball player would be really interested in me when I'm only five seven as a man, let's say, because uh, she just she just dated shorter guys and she doesn't like to be the tall one. Who the heck knows? Right. Uh, and that doesn't it's never stopped Tom Cruise. So you know why worry about it? Uh, but that's, so the, the whole process of adapting yourself to new situations by acting and, and what happened, what bold people have done is they've built this whole new neural pathway that says, try, try and see what happens, go out there and their comfort zone is enormous mm -hmm. because they expanded it. And, and they either got lucky as a kid and they had parents that just sort of gave them the room to do this and let it blossom. And they created that wonderful feedback reward loop um, where they realized that 90% of the time, no, nothing, bad, nothing bad is ever going to happen. That's Most of the time, something really good is going to happen. And sometimes something really great is going to happen. <laughs> and you can't predict what that is. That When you understand, you don't have to predict the outcome. So don't expect the outcome, just enter the, the arena and start playing. That's so good. And I love how it reminds me of failure is feedback. If you see failure as feedback, then it's like what you said, you're going to reflect, you can adjust and you might pivot or try something different. So I've got a question. Can I ask you a question from a parent that came in? Yes, please. Okay. So here it is. This parent is asking, it's a, just give me a minute here. Cause it's a little bit, a little bit of, uh, little bit of words here. How do I encourage my child to reach out to other kids? 
be brave enough to ask a friend to hang out or just start a conversation. My kids are shy, and when I try to say to one of my kids, hey, look, so-and-so is here at the pool, go say hi, my kids get mad at me and it gets worse. They totally tense up and they don't want to even do anything, let alone go say hi to their friend. I don't want their friends to think that they're rude because I know they aren't rude, they're just shy. But people don't realize that and they could think that they don't want to be their friends. How do I talk to my kids about getting out of their shells or being more friendly, outgoing, and just being comfortable socially in a way that it doesn't upset them? So was this my mother that wrote this? Because it sounds like my mother. That is so. Uh, <laughs> that is so funny. But I'm sure. That was her goal. Like, go, of, go talk to them. Yeah. Call this person. Do that. She was always pushing me too far into my discomfort zone. And that's one of the things in my book that I talk about is when you're expanding your boldness, you have to control the intensity of it. You have to control the dosage of it. As a parent you have to do the same thing. You have to gauge where that child is psychologically and their comfort zone may it is, is not gonna be a shove towards somebody. Oh, go talk to them. It's, it's no different than, than two high school kids at a dance and his buddy goes, go ask that girl to dance. Like that's gonna make it easy to go ask. You're getting shoved by your buddy towards her or whatever. I, I come from a time when people ask people to dance. So I'm actually using an analogy that everybody under 40 is going, what is he talking about? <laughs> um, but co conceptually, I hope you can understand it. Right. But I mean, that's so you have to find a way to create that reward loop for them and then help them reflect on the times when it did work. Remember when you you talked to that girl when we were at the beach down in 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 uh, Florida, and and you just met this this other kid playing in the sand, and you decided to you know let's build the castle together. Remember how much fun you had? That was just because because that's what you can do with people. Now not everybody has to like you. There's too many people in the world. We don't want everybody to like us. We don't have enough candy to share with them. Okay, so you you. So you have to realize you're pushing them too far. So you have to dial it back to whatever they can handle. You can say, every day we're gonna do a little exercise. When I go into Starbucks, you're gonna order for me and you're gonna say the person's name. Hello, Angela, my dad would like a triple macchiato with no whipped cream and that may and and then but you do it you do it so much that they say no no I, daddy i'll order don't no don't order i'll order now you know you're making progress when when that because what's happened is a new neural pathway so has good. been built now it could be you may have a kid that's so shy you can say all i want you to do is walk over there smile at those kids and come back you don't have to say anything. You don't have to introduce yourselves, but just go, go smile. Just walk right by and smile. And now if they call you over, then you got you got to go talk to them. But if they don't just smile, or if they say hi, just say hi back and keep going, come back, get to the simplest dosage for them and then gradually increase it. When you see that they've inured to that level, that their comfort zone has gotten a little bigger 
and then you step it up. You say, okay, uh, in a restaurant, you're always going to look the person in the eye and you're going to tell them what you want. Okay, next time you're going to say it in your normal voice, right? Not your quiet voice because uh, they got we all got masks on, let's say, so I'm like, they can't hear you. But, um, but it don't, you don't have to fix four things at once. No, look them in the eye. Now speak up. Now say what you want. Um, pick one thing. Okay. Right. Just say, if you can't, if you're not ready to order with them, when they come up to the table, just say their name. They got a name tag on, or they'll tell you their name. If they tell you their name, you say, hello, Susan. That's all you got to do. That's all I want you to do is say those words. And then you're done. And all of a sudden, you can move them up to say, okay, now order. Now order for everybody. Wouldn't that be fun to tell the waiter what everybody's having? Now you got to remember it. So pay attention. We're going to tell you when she comes, you're going to tell Susan what we're having. And she's going to ask you questions. You're going to go, hang on, let me check with my people and I'll tell you. And all of a sudden, your kid gets this boldness muscle because they're taking action. And then take some time to reflect with them. Say, how did that feel? When you talked to Susan and you told her everything we were happening, she was like, wow, you, you remembered everybody's order. Felt pretty good, didn't it? That's what it's like when you speak up. That's so awesome. It reminds me this week I was talking to someone and they were saying, uh, think of the analogy of a rubber band and you're stretching your child like a rubber band not to the point that they're going to break every time, but just stretch it a little further. And it's kind of like what you're saying. Just add this the next time. Now, add, add as you've now mastered that, add this. But you're right. Sometimes we think they're robots and we're like, do this, that, and the other because we've done it. But how long did it take us to get to that point? And sometimes it's, even oh, it's hard that. to remember what it's like to be five. Uh, it's, <laughs> or teenager. They're not, they're not full adults yet. They're, their brains are still forming. So take the time to form that brain with bold, confident pathways, because the, the, the world is trying to develop the opposite. There's parents who are so afraid of their kid experiencing rejection and failure and sorrow and sadness and hurt that they protect them from all of it. So they become 25 and they're not prepared for that. They're, they're, they're you know, it's lawnmower parent time. Helicopter. Well, the, the helicopter is hovering. The lawnmower has to cut the path for you. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. Um, so that so that every step has already been pre-cut and, and, and pre-walked so it's safe. That does not prepare somebody for the real uh, adult world that they're going to be entering, hopefully, before they're 30. Right. You know, you want them to roll into high school and make good friends. And not... And not live with you the rest of their life because they couldn't get out on their own. They couldn't hold a job because they, they had everybody do it before them. Like, I love this quote you say, nobody trains us to do what we do most, and that is interact with people. And in my final question, before I let you go, what message do you want to leave us with for those who are listening right now? The most, two, two, two things, and one is very simple, is you want to train your kids that wherever they are, they belong there. 
that's a powerful thing. When you, every situation you're in, you just say, look, you belong here. This is, you know, you, you can say, oh, those people don't want to know me or whatever, but it's not true. Wherever you are, you decide that you belong there. And when you act that way, people respond to it. That's why my book, the, the subtitle of my book is From Underconfident to Charismatic in 90 Days. Charisma is just when you radiate your comfortable in every situation, you draw people magnetically to you. There's nothing magical about charisma or uh, impossible, or it's only rare because most people don't always just act like they belong wherever they are. Bold people do. But you also want them to understand as early as possible that the only person they need permission from to have the life they want, to enjoy the love, the, the joy, the, the excitement, the adventure, the risk, the only person they need, need permission from is themselves. Yeah, so good, so good. All right, Fred, you have left us with such valuable piece of advice. I can't wait to share this to the parents that I'm, I'm holding a, a parent group um, coming up, Mindful Parenting Course, and I can't wait to share some of these, these things with them. This was so helpful. Um, how can someone find and follow you? So the book is available on Amazon in a hardcover, Audible, and Kindle, and it is me reading the Audible. Oh, you did? Oh, my God. I'd love to hear that story one day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it, I, I got I I did a couple of books before this for my own industry, so I got really good at oh wow recording. Uh, How long does it take you? Uh, yeah, you it's do. shockingly less time than you would really? think. Really? Oh, I always love when I hear an author. Uh, Sixteen hours probably to record the oh. book. That's so, and it's so special to hear it in the author's voice because you're hearing it from them when they created and spoke those words. It's, I don't think it's the same when someone else reads it. That's awesome. We know how, what I, I knew what I wanted inflected and yeah. I could also revise it. I know they're listening rather than reading <laughs> so I can change it by book. <laughs> I love, hey, my husband only listens to books on tape. So I'm so grateful you have it on Audible because so many people just aren't reading and the option is very helpful. So yes, I'll add that. Fredjoyle.com is my website. You can see me do a couple of boldness lectures there. Uh, I also, I coach adult like business people who are, you know, who know that their confidence or their boldness is one of their blind spots. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, and I have 30 years of experience running my own business and making multi-million dollar mistakes. So I, I can uh, help, help people not make them. Oh, uh, awesome, but, but they can also, they, if you're reading the digital version, uh, there's ex the book is full of exercises. So it has a system called the pride method, which is how you do these exercises and how you build your boldness and confidence. And then it has five levels of exercises. So if you're reading the digital version, you can download a PDF of the exercises okay. from my website. So you got a physical version of them. Awesome. And I just followed you on all your social media uh, sites. So I'll add all of this in the description notes of this episode. Fred, thank you so much. Keep being you. Thanks for continuing to give of yourself um, and making a difference in the lives of so many. I just, I just want to thank you. Thank you. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Momnificent Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would subscribe and rate if you really liked it. I know wherever you're listening right now, it might not be the best time to leave a comment, 
but feel free to leave a question, a review, or a comment at any time. And until next time, remember, don't worry, be happy.